Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Go ahead. So Zoom, sorry, we're laughing, guys. Welcome back to Thriving Line Healing Podcast. I don't know if you guys have been on Zoom lately, but it has this very creepy voice when you start recording. It says, this meeting is being recorded. So we were laughing about that. So this is episode 61. 61 already. Yeah, welcome back. So today I thought we would talk about the thyroid and the adrenal connection. Okay. So, um, we've talked a lot about adrenals and stress and how that stress loop affects our physiology and affects our health. Um, but I wanted to talk about the relationship with thyroid because oftentimes, um, we're familiar with symptoms of a thyroid issue, right? So, um, a lot of people will come in and think that they have a thyroid problem if they have trouble losing weight or they're losing hair or they have dry skin. Um, or sometimes, yeah, even if they gain weight or they don't have any energy and they're Mm -hmm. feeling fatigued. Um, the first thing that the medical world has taught us is is to look at thyroid. So people will come in and say, I think my thyroid is low. I'd like to test it. It's like, okay, we can definitely do that. Um, but the, Knowing how well our thyroid is functioning, if it's a hypo or a low functioning thyroid or a hyper and a high functioning thyroid um, tells us there's dysfunction in that gland, but it doesn't tell us why, right? What's that root cause? Um, So a lot of folks have heard of Hashimoto's. Yep. Hashimoto's is a hypo or low functioning thyroid. with an autoimmune component. Okay. Okay. So that means the body uh, is creating immune cells that's attacking the thyroid. And that's what's causing the low energy, the um, hair loss, the skin changes, right? It can even affect our triglycerides, our cholesterol. It can cause swelling and edema in folks. Um, It can cause depression and anxiety when our thyroid is low functioning or hypo. Um, now you can have hypothyroid without Hashimoto's, mm-hmm. just your thyroid's dysfunctional for whatever reason, and it not be an autoimmune problem causing it. Okay. Okay. So- I mean, I get you. I'm following you, but I'm, I'm trying to think with my non-doctor brain, like, well, if it's Hashimoto's and thyroid, isn't it two different things? One's a gut health thing that led to a thyroid thing. Yes. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) So that's why when I um, test for people's thyroid um, and we identify, or if they come to me with that diagnosis of like, Hey, I have a hypothyroid. I'm on medication. It's like, okay, I want to figure out why, what's that root cause. If it's Hashimoto's or an autoimmune, we've got to address the gut health. You're exactly right. Um, now if it's not autoimmune, there are still things we have to investigate further to figure out why your thyroid is not functioning correctly. Right. That makes right? Sense. Yeah. What's making that low functioning, uh, component or that hypothyroid picture. And so I, um, because 
hypothyroidism is growing in the U.S., especially among women. I think it's an important topic to talk about, um, to help, help, especially to help people understand um, what is getting in the way of our okay. thyroid function. So um, inflammation is usually at the top of the list. Um, so, and that's, can be related to the autoimmune or it may not be related to autoimmune. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, the second at the top of the list is adrenals and our stress. And so I wanted to bring this up because we do, we talk about stress a lot, but, um, so we know that there's a relationship between the thyroid and the adrenals. Okay. Okay. In the pathway for adrenals, it's called an HPA access. Okay. In the thyroid, it's called an HPT access. Okay. The H is the hypothalamus and the P is the pituitary. Okay. Those are both in our brain. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then the T is our thyroid for the thyroid side and the A is the adrenals for the glands on top of our kidneys. Okay. So the first two components of those pathways though they're separate the hypothalamus and pituitary are involved in both okay so it would make sense that one the thyroid production hormone production and the cortisol the adrenal hormone production would be um linked okay right because they both have the hypothalamus and pituitary okay yeah so what normally happens in the thyroid, that HPT access, is that um, our body gets signals in the hypothalamus in our brain and it goes to the pituitary and the pituitary says, hey, I'm going to produce TSH, which is okay. thyroid stimulating hormone. Okay. That goes to our thyroid, tells our thyroid, hey, we need to produce thyroid hormone, which is T4. We take T4 and it goes into the cells or the periphery and it converts it to T3 three t3 is the most active form i know okay follow me here so t3 is the most active form okay that is what is responsible for our bone health our brain health and our metabolism okay so if it affects our bone health um that reduces our risk for osteoporosis or other bone fractures if it affects our brain health that helps with the mood the depression the anxiety um, the brain fog, the memory. Um, and if it helps with metabolism, that helps with the energy. That's what helps with our weight loss. Okay. Okay. That's the thyroid. Okay. So parallel to that, the HPA access is the hypothalamus sends signals to the pituitary in our brain. Uh Then it sends signals to the adrenals. Okay. Then the adrenals release, it sends a sig- another signal um, and to the specific part of our adrenals and that releases cortisol. Okay. okay. Now the trick is the more stress that we perceive around us mm-hmm. triggers that hypothalamus and the pituitary to create that first signal to the adrenals mm-hmm. it's called CRH, cortical releasing hormone. Mm-hmm. The more CRH that's present will actually suppress the thyroid. Okay. Because we need all the energy to go to the adrenals to produce more cortisol. Exactly. Because your body's like, Hey, I perceived a threat. Right. So the more, um, signaling hormones from the pituitary to the adrenals, that's CRH. And then of course it goes to the adrenals and it makes more cortisol. Well, cortisol actually inhibits the thyroid in two, that thyroid cascade in two places. Uh It inhibits the TSH 
and it inhibits the conversion of T4 to T3 to the active form. Because it wouldn't be necessary to metabolize food. It wouldn't be necessary to think clearly. It wouldn't be necessary to, what's the other one? Bones, make your bones stronger. We're not making bones because we're literally running from a lion right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So your body's in survival mode. Mm -hmm. So um, it tells the thyroid, hey, we're going to turn off this uh, component and we're going to focus on making that cortisol so that we can get out of the situation and be safe. Okay. Right. So, um, so we can see that relationship. Um, the trouble is, is when, or the challenge comes when we're under that chronic stress, right? right? When that stress is days, weeks, years, decades, a lifetime for some folks. Right. And they wonder why their thyroid's not functioning. And so we're going to the root cause, right? If your thyroid's not functioning, your labs are coming back crummy. Um, you're on medication. That medication may or may not be helping, Um, we got to look at that root cause. What's influencing the thyroid? Right. Thoughts. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Our stress and our thoughts, um, and our feelings are perpetuating that. Right. So the, um, I I get this a lot too. So that's why I want to bring it up because in thyroid, if people get diagnosed with a hypothyroid picture, okay. Okay. They've been prescribed medication. Mm -hmm. You're on uh, a synthetic, you're on Synthroid, you're on Levothyroxine. Um, even if you're on uh, a natural desiccated thyroid, okay. there's um, the, the access in is, isn't as easy for folks, but they do have armor or like West Thyroid or NP Thyroid. Um, and they're supposed to be, they're natural desiccated thyroid um, hormones. But if the, the prescriptions are actually a T4, um, okay. so your body still has to convert that to T3. Right. And even the desiccated hormones has a combination of T4 and T3, but the majority is T4. If you're in survival mode, yeah. So your body's not going to spend the energy then to convert T4 to T3, even if it is synthetic. Because exactly. it's just an unnecessary use of energy. Exactly. So then um people still feel crummy, right? You're still fatigued, yeah. you're still tired. And so you go you're to just your doctor. Paying for expensive pee at that point. Exactly. Okay. And then you're t- going to the doctor and you're like, hey, I still feel like I don't have any energy. I'm mm-hmm. still losing hair. I'm still, you yeah. know, can't lose weight. So the doctor increases your prescription. So you're going up, right? <laughs> um from <laughs> your body's like rage it's gonna yeah. urinate more tea for it. Yeah, because it, it's because that conversion is is not happening because right. of the increased cortisol. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when folks are on a thyroid medication, I always ask, how's it working for you? Right. <laughs> like, um, let's slow down and, and uh, see if it's really working. Yeah. Right? What's improved since you started yeah. taking it? Oh, nothing's improved okay, we need to get to the root cause. It's not just your thyroid is not functioning, but why is your thyroid not functioning? Or why are you not converting this medication to the active form, right? So then you can get the benefits of what your thyroid, of what the active thyroid hormone would be doing in your body. Okay. So can I like insert in a little, little brain thing? (laughs) Awesome. Um, I was teaching this and Dr. Carmen and I have a program now and it's a 12 week program. And in the program, our members get a video every Sunday Mm -hmm. over different topics that just 
we think are very important. And so I was doing the video over how the brain works. So this is really fresh on the mind. And so I described the older part of our brain, the primal part of our brain, right? Which was there thousands and thousands of years ago, right? And that's that that's when the brain that part of the brain shined right Mm -hmm. it's back when we lived out in nature yeah right with lots of predators and threats right the weather was a threat animals were a threat other tribes were threats right feasts and famines were threats like we were constantly like the survival was predominantly needed for our primal brain to to shine and that primal brain has three main tasks seek pleasure, avoid pain, and utilize as little energy as possible. Exactly. Right. It's shot. It was great back then. Now. So you imagine back then, take yourself into this like primal person. Right. And like, if I have to, I'm not going to want to leave my cave. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's scary out there. There's lions, there's tigers, there's other tribes, but I have to eat. So if I leave this cave and I go eat food, yeah. It hits the pleasure receptors in my brain, right? And then pleasure is like, oh, I want to do this again. Right. And that so we had to have that. So then it would make me go and get food. Yes. Right. Well, we live in such an abundant society now. We don't have lions or tigers, but that part of our primal brain has not evolved. It's still in 180 or BC, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't really evolved to, to, to match today's society, today's technology. Okay. Right. I'm following you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so when it perceives a threat, the brain can't distinct whether the threat is a tiger or whether the threat is your boss. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. A threat is a threat, whether it's a physical threat or yeah. an emotional threat. Yeah. The brain cannot distinct between the two. Emotional pain, physical pain, same thing to the brain. Right. Both of them say you're in, in um, you're in, you're approaching imminent death. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so it sounds like that's what you're describing. It's like when we are in a place of stress, the body's meant to do well with stress. Lion chases me, I right? Guess. A lion comes out from nowhere. I'm trying to pick me an apple. It comes out from nowhere. I take off running. My mm-hmm. adrenaline shot up. All that T4, T3 is now shut off because it's all about take all the energy stores and go to run and move this body as fast as possible. Right. Okay. You're in survival. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to survive so this. I run away. I get away from the lion, right? <laughs> I'm alive. I celebrate that. I shake it off. I go back to getting my apple and go back to the cave, right? That's what it's meant to do. Exactly. But... We live in a society now where eight to five, Monday through Friday, stress, perceived threats, right? Bills come in, perceived threat, spousal relationships sometimes are perceived threats, right? Kids, the the stress that kids bring, perceived threats. And you're never able to run away from the tiger, celebrate living, shake it off. You're just constantly running away from the tiger. So the body says, okay, we're running this marathon. This tiger just keeps tailing us. It's coming. We're only going to spend energy, chemicals, hormones that help us survive. Because survival is primary. Thriving and healing is secondary. Right. Exactly. There's my soapbox. <laughs> that was beautifully <laughs> described. That's it. That's it. 
that's it is that um when we have that perceived stress our body is adapted to survive yeah yeah it's gonna survive and first exactly survival of the organism yes um and we 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 see this um in, in the animal kingdom mm-hmm. right um where some people argue human beings are animals too <laughs> we are but <laughs> we uh we weren't any different right in that regard of hey if there's a perceived threat our body at at most almost i would say all costs is going to try and survive where it can yes yeah yeah um and you're exactly right i love how you put it that the the secondary um is that is thriving right so we have to complete that circle and uh be in that calming safe right state um after that stressor uh or after we've processed that stressor in order to be thriving so in order for your thyroid to be functioning um a hundred percent so it it when we just look at the thyroid and we don't look at it within the person and within the whole context um we're I believe that medicine is not doing a very good job at serving people. No, I agree with you. Um, Because, I mean, you can take thyroid medication all day long. You can continue to go up and dose and dose. Yeah. Um, Month after month, get those labs every month, every three months. Um, But if you don't get to the root cause, it's not going to change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be said to a lot of things. Like my experiences with uh, like, antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication you can put me on that but unless i change my shitty beliefs or thoughts yeah i'm gonna have to be on that for a lot because i'm feeding it this negative thought loop negative beliefs that physiologically impact me Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I will have, um, occasionally I have folk come in and say, Oh, you know what? I'm healthy. Everything's doing great. All I have is just this one thyroid medicine. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, um, (laughs) that's great that you only have one medicine, but, um, the thyroid is usually that tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. There's something more. Right. Um, and so if you're willing to go and dig a little bit deeper and figure out what that root cause, then you can actually promote the production of appropriate amounts of thyroid hormone where you don't have to be on medication. Yeah. Um, the trick is, is long-term thyroid medication use because it's, there's a feedback loop there. Mm -hmm. So your body can become dependent on that thyroid hormone prescription. So that levothyroxine, that synthroid, if you're constantly going up and up in prescription, um, there, it comes to a point where your body says, Hey, I don't need to make as much thyroid because I'm already getting it. It's in my bloodstream. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so even though that's what we call an exogenous or an outside hormone, um, we're not, uh, promoting the thyroid for, to do its job and produce the thyroid hormone. Yeah. Right. So there is that when I'm working with folks and trying to optimize the thyroid, um, there is that, um, period where you have to figure out, okay, how long have you been taking thyroid hormone and, um, where in that pathway can we support you the most to help with the conversion, um, address the stress, but also to produce adequate amounts um, or to reset your thyroid, if you will, um, because it, it may have become dependent yeah. on that prescription. That would make sense. Like yeah. if you're feeding it T4 all the time, like 
body's going to conserve energy. So yeah. like, why, if I can delegate that task out to something else, then why would I spend the energy of doing it? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think it's important to understand, yeah, that relationship just because more and more, um, uh, people and women especially are looking for, um, uh, an answer, right? Mm -hmm. They're looking for an answer. And because thyroid gets a lot of media and a lot of press, you know, that's why people will go in and say, oh, will you please test my thyroid hormones? Um, do you, yeah, is this a thyroid problem? Mm -hmm. And and it may be, but that may just be the tip of the iceberg. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I think that, <laughs> hopefully that explains it all. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will see you guys next week. Hi, today we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about this book club that we've started here at Thrive and Aligned. Um, we started a book club for a couple of different reasons. We wanted to grow a tribe of like-minded people who are interested in personal development and growth to better understand your mind, body, and spirit relationship um, to support our overall health and wellness. Right. So if you are somebody who loves to read books, you want to be part of our community and you're eager to grow in mind, body, and spirit, we'd encourage you to join our book club. So what do you get? You get um, a box every month that's going to have the book in it and some additional surprises that go along with the theme for the month. Um, you have four gatherings. So all four of them are virtual. Two of them have the option to be in person as well. So you get to get together as a community and talk about this book while you're learning, questions, dive deeper, um, get Dr. Carmen's perspective from a physician, get my perspective as a life coach. Um, you're also gonna get access to the private Facebook group and um, just this community, this amazing community of people that are like-minded learning going deeper and um it's just it has been amazing and it's only 34 dollars a month so to register you'll go online to thriveandalignhealing.com you'll see up in the top menu book club and remember that the registration is by the fifth of each month so if you want to join for december then you would have to register by november 5th right? If you're wanting January, then you have to register by December 5th. The 5th of every month is the registration deadline for the next month's book club. So once you register, um, it's a monthly subscription. You will receive your book in this fun box and all the gifts each month. Um, and it's, we'll just have a great time. So join us, thriveandalignhealing.com.